This is episode number 103 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could be with us tonight, even though Kevin could not be with me tonight. Um, which may actually be a good thing. I, I didn't actually shower before the show, so um, <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> we're we're all glad that we're not near you. Then yeah, I mean, I, it's it, you know we, we 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 have fans going to to push push the <laughs> the, the wafting out the door, so the the That's unpleasantness right. can go elsewhere. But well, we feel like we're kind of uh, you know pre back to semi normal pandemic weird world right now because we are on a zoom call tonight well, which is yeah. not not well, our normal l- let me tell you the, the traffic is back to normal i tell you that much is it really yes i mean not well, not it's not it's not full on you know like five o'clock houston traffic but like there's a bunch of people out driving uh which is weird yeah. because everyone's supposed to be at home taking care of their kids Going to Where are school. They going? I don't know. I don't know either. Most of them are going to the liquor store. That's that's yeah. what's going on. To and from the liquor. There's too many of them apparently because they can go all over the place to find them. Those I drive past those. Every single parking lot is full. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's not going very fast. Uh huh. Do you want to know? I do. Okay. So, uh, we have a new reptile at my house. We have a turtle. Oh, you haven't gotten rid of it yet? No. Um, Craig, you, you're aware of this, but um, <laughs> my mother-in-law brought us turtle eggs mm-hmm. from the lake up in East Texas from Caddo Lake. And uh, I don't know. I guess she just found them. I don't know. And... They're dated, like she dated them May 21st. Uh-huh. And so they've been in a, like a, a, like a milk jug, like cut off milk jug with, with dirt. We got to keep them wet and all this kind of stuff. And one emerged about a week ago. Uh-huh. And I think it wants to go to the pond. <laughs> but, but it, my children, I've got a, uh, you know, I got a five year old and an almost eight year old. They're not letting that thing go. Yeah. You got to convince and, them you're the turtle whisperer. Right. Yeah, and and I'm like, okay, well, I I don't even know what turtles eat. Like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm I'm afraid we're gonna kill the turtle. <laughs> but we've got it in like I'm not kidding. It's I mean, this thing is like the size. It's gotten bigger, uh-huh. but it's like the size of of maybe like a half dollar. Yeah, and so it's it's really small. So we've gotten a roasting pan, <laughs> got some, like water in there and everything. And um, my daughter yesterday she decided that the turtle wanted to walk around more than the space that the turtle had. And so she took it out and put it in our courtyard and something in her brain went off and she decided I got to go inside. So she goes inside and like an hour later, she's like, uh, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, I think Timmy, the turtle is lost. <laughs> I said, Timmy, the turtle is lost. What are you talking about? She said, well, I put him outside earlier in the courtyard and I can't find it. And so we start searching our courtyard mm-hmm. for about 20 minutes and our courtyard's not that big. Yeah. And and she's bawling thinking that she's killed Timmy the turtle, right? Right. 
and um, my wife finally comes out and removes a like there for some reason we had a like a like a H E B bag in there. Obviously, we're trashy people, I guess. Um, and she removes like she picks it up, and the turtle is inside this trash bag. Like Timmy's gonna die soon if we don't get him out of there. I don't know why you didn't and look there first. I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, the thing is, and this is the, the crazy thing, there's like four or five more eggs that have still yet to emerge. And so yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, we're going to have a little turtle farm around our house. You have to I get creative have with have the name like, making. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> Timmy's Timmy taking- wasn't very, Timmy was not very creative. Uh, but <laughs> I think we're going to have to have like a release party soon. We got to get rid of the turtle. So mm. anyway, that's the news around the Hackett house oh, right fun. now. Fun stuff. That and, and I also, um, I, I did something that I, I didn't know if I was going to do. And that is, I finally ran the battery all the way down on my ego trimmer. The oh. other day. Yeah. Like, so I got a two and a half amp hour battery that came with it. And it's like, it's huge. And you know, just, I've got quite a bit of weeding around my house and it is not, I mean, it, it just blows and goes. It's awesome. But my grass got a little high um, when I was gone on vacation, came back, and it was way too high. And so I had to mow that thing down with a weed eater before I could actually use my mower. Mm. So I, I literally weed eated like the entire yard. <laughs> I've got a – I mean, you've seen my yard. It's, it's, it's not a small yard for a residential neighborhood. And – um. I had about maybe one or two minutes left to go and it just died on me. So like full power and all of a sudden I'm pulling the trigger and it will not work. So if you're wondering how long those ego trimmers go, a two and a half amp hour battery lasted me full blast for probably about 30 minutes. Okay. So that's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, and I'll I'll tell anybody that's interested in checking one out ever, ever since they, uh, they pulled them from home Depot uh, they're on, they're on a pretty good sale right now. You can pick them up pretty affordable. Are they? Yeah. 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 So they're not, they're not a bad deal. And I'll tell you, I just, I just picked up the, uh, the Ryobi backpack sprayer. So I'm, oh. I'm, I'm putting it, I'm putting it through the ropes this week. We're going to, we'll, we'll end up doing a full review on that later on. Um, cool. but the other big thing that's, that's happening around the country right now is all the little chillins are going back to school. Only they ain't going anywhere. They're staying where they're at. They're at home. And That's right. the thing, let me tell you, we we have four kids going to school at my house right now, and each one of them is on a laptop or an iPad. And the the item in the house that is most scarce is bandwidth. <laughs> uh. And my, my 11 year old came downstairs yesterday morning and is just like, she's, she's frustrated and upset because her, her video keeps freezing and she can't talk to her friends and she can't communicate with her teacher. Right. And you know, it's like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. There's three other people using this thing right now. And so anyway, because of all that that's going on, we knew this was going to be coming up. We reached out to Takis and we said, we want to talk to you guys. We need to bring you guys on the show. We want to talk about what it is to have a good internet service. We want to talk, for those of you that don't know, Takis is a new internet service provider in our area um, that Kevin has actually been using. And, and so on the line, we, we've got 
Hal Brumfield, who is the CEO, and Carter Old, who is the president and CFO of Tacus. Uh, and they are with us tonight. We are super excited to get to chat with them and talk about all things internet. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you having us here. Yeah, so I mean, it's a pleasure to be here. No, we're we're just so excited to to talk to you guys. And I know you guys. I mean, this these have this has probably been like one of the busiest times for you guys since you guys started the business. I think you guys told me you guys are are four years old now. Is that right? Uh, No, we're we're actually about a year and a half old. A year and a half Uh, old. Sorry, Hal and I. Yeah, no, but but Hal and I have known each other now for going on four years. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Okay, wow. Yep. Well, so talk to me a little bit because you know one of the things that that I think is is, is kind of a, a misnomer out there is like if I'm not using AT and T or you know Consolidated or or Suddenlink or one of these big oh, massive companies. How dare you those, mention that name? <laughs> Like there's, there's the, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, the big companies out there. Um, and, and a lot of people think that that's their only option and maybe that's true. I mean, I think that that's something we want to talk about later, but kind of talk to us a little bit about how you got into this business and starting, starting, uh, you know, your own, your own service provider. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go ahead about that. that. Uh, yeah, sure. I um, so to make a very long story short, uh, I've uh, I've been unemployed since uh, April seventh, uh, two thousand. <laughs> jokingly, because I haven't haven't been employed since then. I've worked myself and uh, had had some successes and failures. Uh, I had a company I ran for about thirteen years that I sold uh, back in two thousand fourteen, and um, after after selling it, uh, you know, kind of semi retired and. Um, uh, unfortunately around that same time, uh, my father passed away from, from cancer. Uh, my mother was a retired school teacher and, uh, she had retired early to take care of him for his last year of life. And, uh, about the time I, I sold the, the our company, I, I, uh, unfortunately had, had him pass away and helped get her into a, a 55 and older community. So she could be there with, uh, people, uh, kind of in the same situation, same age and all that. Um, and, um, she's, got set up with the internet and I set her up with streaming TV, um, which she was, you know, didn't know what streaming TV was in the world. Once I, once I showed her that it was live local national, local and national TV, just like we have today with a guide to DVR, she was on board and, uh, her all in bill between the internet and her streaming TV service was about a hundred dollars a month mm. of which, uh, 70 was her, her internet service mm. and everything was fine. You know, she's a retired school teacher, fixed income. And, uh, you roll forward about, uh, well, roll forward 12 months and, uh, she goes out to the mailbox to get her 13th month bill and it had gone from 70 to 150. Oh my gosh. Wow. Of course she calls me all in a, uh, yeah, she calls me all in a fit about, you know, you know, a, uh, $80 a month increase. Um, service hadn't gotten better. She didn't make any changes. Uh, service had actually gotten worse because more people had moved into the neighborhood. Uh, cause she was in a fairly new neighborhood when she originally moved in. And, um, you know, for a retired school teacher on a fixed income, uh, and by the way, she was a counter IC teacher for almost 30 years. Oh, wow. And, um, she, uh, she, uh, you know, retired from there and actually still does some, some substitute teaching today. But anyway, not to get distracted or, or off on a different topic than that, but she, um, 
anyway, she was up, upset and, you know, 80 bucks a month for a retired school teacher. I mean, that's grocery money. That's, that's part of a car note insurance, um, part of a mortgage. I mean, it was, a, it was a big deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, that happened and, and there's a couple other stories and I'm not going to get long winded and tell you the other stories maybe for another time, but you know, similar situations, uh, to that. And I just got, got really aggravated with, uh, certain experiences like that. And I decided to take uh, the money from the sale of the previous company, uh, to start an internet company because I'd been in that, that industry for, for a while and been in tech for over 20 years. And, um, so, you know, there, there's got to be a better way to do it. Uh, the, the prior company I had was, a, was an IT services company. And, um, you know, I, I always started with a customer first, made sure that the customer was happy. And uh, we we grew to one of the, the largest, fastest growing companies in the U.S., according to Inc. Magazine and uh, one of the fastest growing IT services companies. Uh, and, um, you know, we never had a salesperson, never did any marketing. It was all due to uh, good customer service. And that's the, those same, same ideas I, I applied to Takas and, um, you know, uh, roll forward, you know, a year or two from that date and, um, I met Carter and, uh, we, you know, kind of just stayed in touch. And, you know, one, one day we just kind of decided, you know what, we have some very complimentary uh, skill sets. Uh, and we very like-minded and, you know, we decided to, to really give this thing a go and, uh, went out and really kind of started, started what you know today as Takis. And, um, it, it's been a very fun, wild ride. And, uh, it, it, it's so refreshing to, uh, be in a business where, uh, people thank you for what you're doing because, mm. um, you know, with, with social media and everything else, people are quick to, to criticize, but not, not praise. And, oh, for sure. Uh, it's been a really, really cool experience. Yeah, and, most definitely. Um, you know, yeah, most definitely. Well, and, and I'll, I'll just, so, you know, I've, I'll, I'll just tell you real quick. I mean, I'm, I'm out and about in particularly in this area quite a bit. And one of the reasons that we, we reached out to you guys is I kept telling Kevin, like, I keep seeing everyone with these, these tacus signs in their yard. Like, and, and people don't just put signs in their yard because like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put whatever sign you want. Like, and it was, it was signs like, I forget, I forget the actual wording on the sign and you guys may actually know what it is, but like basically saying like, we're happy with our TACA service. And that, that just speaks volumes. I mean, when people are willing to do that for this, for the service that you're providing them that like that they're that happy with the service, they're willing to put that sign in the yard. Um, that, that, that speaks volumes to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it really is about uh, yeah. Sorry, Alex, it, it, it really is about internet done right. I mean, both of us, uh, and really, you know, Hal is is the architect behind it, and um, he spent several years perfecting it and and trying everything else. I mean, I think uh, probably <laughs> I think it's probably safe to say Hal that you, you, you kind of backed into being a fiber to the home company right? With Takis, you, you wanted to provide the best experience and find the best way to, to do it, but you tried everything else from fixed wireless to 5G, um, you know, to looking at, you know, upgraded cable technologies. And we realized, you know, gosh, uh, really fiber optic cables are, they are the linchpin of the communications infrastructure of the country. And so really the best way to do it is to extend that fiber network 
that businesses have, that enterprise-grade companies have, that cell phone towers, you know, have fiber mm-hmm. and bring that fiber all the way inside your home. Mm. And so that's really, you know, so that's really internet done right. And we're, we're, we're blessed to have the resources, the backing, the fantastic team um, that we've assembled. It's now a team of 55 and growing, you know, at least one, uh, one a week now. Uh, uh-huh. That's, that's our heart, uh, our hiring pace. Uh, really in the midst of all this, uh, we've, we've certainly been, um, you know, on the one hand, it's, it's strange to, to be in the middle of a global pandemic and <laughs> with everything else, it's, it's terrible happening around us. And, um, you know, a lot of people's careers uh, in jeopardy, but at, at the end of the day, it's, I love win-win business propositions because Tacus wins when our customers win and they win by saving the money. They win by being able to educate their children from home, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and actually work from home with a reliable, fast internet connection. And so really at the end of the day, it is internet done right. And the only way to do that is to do it from scratch. Mm. And so that's, that's really been the story of Tacus over the past couple of years. And, and we've just been building this out. It's, it's one, one organic growth of our, of our network. And then, and then we, you know, then we light up the network and then, then the customers come. Well, and, and to, to kind of build off of that a little bit, and I don't, I don't want to like disparage any other company, but is, is that been sort of the issue and the, the bad experience that you hear so often is other companies trying to tap into other pre-existing lines and use those rather than building their own infrastructure, like what you guys are doing? Yeah, certainly Craig. I, I think it's, it, that's where it begins, right? They have infrastructure that, you know, depending on where you are, you've they've invested tens of millions, maybe billions of dollars into the ground, and they want to leverage that, right? They want to use what they have. And then they try to upgrade by, uh, by patchwork. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but, but at the end of the day, what we're talking about is underlying technology that was the best of the late 20th century, right? So this is 1990s technology, cable technology, that is being, you know, tr- that is being tried to uh, suit 21st century bandwidth consumption right. and consumption that is now actually outpacing the the underlying infrastructure. And so, really, the what we're doing with Tacus is we're looking at the next 10, 20, 30 years, and we're building a truly generational network um, that, if you know, it's a buried fiber optic network all the way inside your home, and so with minimal changes. To it going forward, we can we can rise to whatever bandwidth uh, consumption demand uh, is there for the next couple of decades without any issues. So, so if I'm hearing you right, basically you guys are you guys are laying the groundwork not just for what you need right now, but for more than what you'll need in the in the future. So, in in, in other words, you'll you'll be able to to sort of you know, pardon me, tack it up. <laughs> later on, if you need to, you'll be able to put more bandwidth going through that line, uh, even even more so than what you're putting through it right now. Is is, is that what I'm hearing right? That's right. I mean, it, I, I'm not sure how familiar um, you are with fiber optic technology, but it's, it's absolutely remarkable. zero. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I, I'm going to do a do a terrible job of it, and Hal does a far better job than I. So I'm going to hand hand it over to to Hal to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Carter. Um, yeah, it, 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 there's an internal joke that we have. Um, it's a little tongue-in-cheek uh, saying is, is as soon as someone comes up with something faster than fiber, they've invented a time machine <laughs> because fiber internet is light. It, it travels your, your your internet 
travels at the speed of light. Mm. Um, and to give you a little, little background on, and again, I'm not bashing competition. I'm just talking about pure technology sure. as a whole is, uh, with, with, uh, the copper lines that are in the ground, uh, or on the poles, uh, servicing, uh, homes today, they have a single copper line that gets branched off to, into multiple neighborhoods and multiple homes as it passes the entrance to those neighborhoods. And similar to the, the freeways, you know, we live in the Houston area. We know what happens at, you know, try to be downtown at eight o'clock in the morning or, or back home, uh, leave at five to, to head that way. You get stuck in a, in a grind, uh, of, of a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see that with internet and they, they, you know, there's a lot of, uh, similarities in, in those two uh, as an analogy. What happens with, with copper is you take a neighborhood with, you know, 1,500, 1,000, 2,000 homes, and you funnel those all down into a single line or a single strand of copper, uh, things slow down. So we see that today, you know, with what I call a rush hour on the internet, uh, where, you know, at, at five o'clock in the afternoon, things slow down until about nine or 10 o'clock at night. Hmm. Same thing in the morning if you happen to be at home, and especially right now with a global pandemic with kids trying to work from home, parents trying to, I mean, I'm sorry, kids trying to do school from home, mm-hmm. uh, parents trying to work from home, your zoom meetings, freezing up. Um, you know, it, it's because of, uh, that older legacy technology where you're on a single lane of traffic or a single copper line, um, with fiber on the other hand, um, a single strand of fiber, which is about the size of a human hair will carry 1 million times the traffic that that single copper line will carry. So think about that for a second. One strand will carry a million times more than that copper line. And Tacus is putting hundreds of strands of fiber in these neighborhoods that we're building out. Wow. That's amazing. So we- so that's why uh, it just doesn't slow down. We don't see that rush hour happening, uh, you know, on our network. So, yeah. and so if these, if these fiber lines have, you know, hundreds of strands with, within them, you know, uh, these copper lines are obviously hitting, hitting a ceiling at some point. And, and, and so if, if I'm hearing you right, like these, these fiber lines, they haven't, we haven't reached a capacity where we could hit that, hit that bandwidth ceiling. If, if I'm using the right terminology there. Not, not even close. We haven't scratched the surface on it. Um, now, just to, to be fair and to be clear, uh, there is a limitation, and that is the electronics on each end of that fiber line. Okay. But the great thing about putting the fiber lines in the ground is as technology changes and as, as new, uh, new ideas and new technologies develop to uh, utilize that fiber at those faster speeds, for us, all we have to do is we, we change the router in someone's house, mm. and we go from 1 gig to 10 gig. Uh, we could actually provide 10 gig today. Uh, the, the, the equipment that we're putting in place supports 10 gig. We just, we're not quite there yet, but I see over the next, you know, couple of years, we'll probably slowly, you know, graduate up to where we have multi-gig services, moving on up to 10 gig and then 40 gig and then 100 gig uh, services. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that in my lifetime, mm-hmm. but uh, the fiber that we're putting in the ground probably will. No, I, I, I actually don't 
Uh, Ke- Kevin actually knows a lot of, more about this kind of stuff. Than, w- w- when you say we can provide up to 10 gigs for like, what, what does that mean? So think of, a, I, I use, I'm kind of a car guy. So sure. I use cars and, and roads as, as an analogy. So think of it this way. Um, uh, most internet providers today um, offer, you know, the, the, the minimum uh, or what, what the government considers to be high speed internet. Mm-hmm. as defined by, by, by the government is 25 megs down and Carter, I'm going to tap you for what is the upload speed? Is it four, five, uh, by, by three, three megabits per second. Well, okay. 25 by three. So 25, 25 megs three. down, yeah. three megs up. So according to the U S government, uh, that is the definition of high speed. So think of that as miles per hour in a car. Okay. So you're, you're speeding in a school zone. At, at that at that pace, okay. Um, one gig is a thousand miles an hour, so it's a thousand okay. megs per second. Ten, ten gig is ten thousand miles per hour. Good grief! And the other thing I'll, I'll mention about about fiber is that um, because there is a near infinite amount of bandwidth uh, by utilizing fiber, you have symmetrical speeds. So more people are using devices today that send data than download, you know, rewind a couple of years ago when we had, you know, dial up and the DSL and, right. and, and so, you know, later copper, uh, coax service, uh, the download speed is always faster than the upload. If you go do a speed test on any of the copper networks, you'll notice that it's, it's much, much faster down than up, mm-hmm. uh, with ours, it, it's both ways. So mm. the speed is, is symmetrical. Uh, and that's important. It used to, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. But today, uh, with all of the personal digital assistants, the, the, the Google Homes and the Amazon uh, Echoes, yep. um, the, the cameras, the IoT devices, like your, you know, people have toasters connected to the internet, um, your alarm system, your AC system, your, you know, all those things are sending data. Whenever you go check it on your phone, your 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 home is sending that data to your phone. Mm. Uh, whenever you go and you ask, you know, hey Siri, what is the weather like today? When you ask that question, it's having to send that data across the internet uncompressed. Yeah, uh, meaning that it doesn't have. I don't know if that makes sense when I say uncompressed, but it doesn't have a chance to to kind of squish the air out of it to make it a smaller piece of data. And yeah, because it, it needs to be because in real when time. when you ask the question... Exactly, exactly. So when you, when you ask that question of your smart, uh, your digital assistant, um, like the Amazon Echo or Google Home, uh, it, it's sending it uncompressed, getting the answer, and then you're receiving it. Mm-hmm. So the uh, point is, is, is more and more people, the, the upload bandwidth uh, usage is growing at a faster pace than the download bandwidth usage. Mm. And, you know, according to, to a bunch of experts that are you know, smarter than me, or, you know, they're, they're saying that trend is going to continue until ultimately we're, we're sending as much data as we're receiving. I don't doubt that. And, and so one of the, one of the things that I, uh, that I, I've kind of heard it um, described as is like um, you're, when you're downloading information, it's things that you're, you know, that you're pulling from the internet, you're pulling from, you know, whatever, whatever service is provided that you're pulling it to you. And so at that 20, that, that government high speed number 25, you're pulling it at 25 times 
But the problem with that copper line, from what I've understood, is you're trying to it's as if you're trying to drive against one way traffic and it's very difficult to do because that copper line is so small. And so that's why you're getting like three up whenever you're getting 25 down. Is that is that a good way to kind of categorize that? Like you're just not able to get back through the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably a good analogy. You know, you, the, the reality is that copper has a finite amount of bandwidth and they are able to allocate so much up and down and they choose to allocate more down than up because historically we've downloaded more than we've uploaded. They could, you know, in they could offer uh, a symmetrical service, but they would have to slow down your download. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. So, so Kevin, think about it as it relates to total capacity, right? So you add 25 plus three, you get 28. Uh, So it's it's 28 megabits per second of total throughput in that FCC defined broadband, you know, for, for Tacus, if you have our, our a thousand megabit symmetrical service, you have 2000 megabits per second of total capacity. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so let me ask you this, because I think this is a question that a, a lot of consumers are asking, and that is, well, how much do I need, right? I mean, you're, I'm sure you get that all the time. And how much do I need? I mean, y'all, y'all are offering 100, 500, and 1,000. Is that, is that correct? Those are the three categories that y'all are offering? That, that's, that's correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you know, I, I've had people that that are less familiar with bandwidth and with all of those sorts of things to ask, well, how much I how much do I need? And and my general answer is that's that's a difficult question to answer with just a simple question because of what you just said. I mean, it all depends on how many IoT things, which uh, you mentioned. That means Internet of Things. How many Internet of Things you have? at your house. So how many computers do you have? How many cell phones do you have? How many things, you know, thermostats, alarms, um, you know, I've got a, 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 a Wi-Fi sprinkler system. So I, all of these sorts of things that are connected to your internet makes a difference in the amount of speed you need. Because I think what most people think is like, okay, well, if I'm streaming a show, then I want, I want to make sure that I get it. So I'm, I want the fast this I can possibly have because I want to be able to stream that show and not have any, uh, you know, buffering because that's what I'm used to whenever I had dial up, for example. So um, I, I'd like to hear your response to how you would answer that question. How much do I need? You know, it's a relative term and, and you did hit, hit the nail on the head that uh, it, it is dependent upon how many devices you have, but it's also dependent upon how much you actually use. And, um, you know, I guess my Simplistic analogy would be uh, how much do you really need? Um, probably not a ton because it's not a need, but you know, you could, you could drive a moped from here to New York uh, and it would get you there, but it probably wouldn't be that much fun. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't be a great experience. No. Uh, so, you know, with, with bandwidth, um, the, the biggest thing that uh, I see bandwidth, uh, helps with is streaming television 
gaming. And if you have uh, several devices, uh, you know, on your home network, um, cameras, thermostats, those type things. But, uh, you know, kind of going back to the, the streaming TV uh, thing, um, you, you can read studies where, where you, you know, people say you only need 30 megs of bandwidth to do Netflix. Well, that's probably accurate because you hit play, go make dinner, come back and it started and it's buffered <laughs> enough to where the, the, the stream will be fairly stable. You know, you'll only see the spinning wheel of death every five, 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, and it'll work on 30 meg, but that's not a great experience. Right. With, uh, with ours, with our service and, and, and fiber service, when you hit play, it starts. It's almost like you're watching a DVD. Um, for those of us that are old enough to remember those, <laughs> uh, when, when, when you hit play, it just starts. And that's, that's the experience you have with us. And then you, you compound that with live local and national TV, uh, which is truly the definition of, of streaming TV. You don't have the luxury of buffering that. If, if you hit play and you start watching that spinning wheel and go make dinner and come back, it's still going to be spinning. Uh, because it's a live stream you're, you're not, you're not watching something that's pre-recorded. So, you know, it, it depends on how many uh, televisions you have that are streaming. It depends on how many, you know, teenagers you have I and mean, some adults that are, that are, you know, gamers, uh, how, how many of those you have and, and what you're doing with that, as well as how many you know, devices in the home you have that are, that are you know, connected to the internet. Um, I'll tell you a quick story, and this isn't me, you know, trying to give anyone a sales pitch because I, I hate sounding that way. Uh, but I, I had Tacker Service installed at my house several years ago, and ended up going uh, out of town maybe you know six six months to a year after it was installed. And I'm sitting in the hotel room, and I'm like, my gosh, this internet is so slow. And I did a speed test, and I had 100 megs on the internet uh, of internet in the hotel room. And that's when kind of the, the light bulb went off and I said, wow, uh, now I kind of get it because once you, once you have it and you get used to it, uh, you realize how slow a hundred meg seems. And, you know, that's a long winded answer, but you know, going back to your original question, how much do you need? You know, I don't need that much. It's really a question of what do you want your experience on the internet to be like? Yeah. And, and how I'd also add to that, it's, you know, you, you've talked principally about the experience uh, from a content perspective, uh, con a content consumption perspective, too. You, you have to take that in, into consideration on top of how is your house configured? You know, do you do you have a hardwired house? Meaning, do you have Cat 5V, Cat 6 cabling there that's that's actually able to accept gigabit service? Or, you know, do you connect to a wireless router that distributes the signal, you know, uh, uh, from there. And, you know, most people don't realize they think, Oh gosh, well, you know, and they get frustrated sometimes. And, and, and this is, this is something where, you know, we attack us have, have really tried to, to educate the consumers that, that, that Wi-Fi actually has significant limitations. And this actually goes to the, the underlying premise of Tacus's technology as a whole, which is that, you know, fiber, hardwired fiber is the fastest way and the best way to gain experience. 
Same thing with respect to wireless, right? So if you, the moment you transition from an internet connection to a wireless connection, you know, it's kind of an underlying phrase that we say a lot, you know, the time internally too, is that you're only as fast as your slowest connection. Mm. And, and even if you're bringing a gigabit TAC of service, symmetrical gigabit service into your house, there's going to be a step down if the only thing you have there is a wireless router, because the limitation of Wi-Fi is actually only about 600 megabits per second with current technology, uh, current Wi-Fi technology. So, so that's the, that's so the ceiling say, of, of wireless technology right now? That's, that's the theoretical ceiling of okay. wireless, yeah, right? Yeah. Which, gotcha. which, which in reality is far lower, depending on where you are. If you're in an area... Uh, where you have high density and you have a lot of competing wireless signals, mm-hmm. your capacity is actually going to be far lower. Your speeds are going to be lower than that. Oh, okay. So like, you know, Craig, you were talking about having, you know, four children, some of them uh, preteen. And so as there, if you have Wi-Fi in your house, um, even if you have a gigabit connection, um, let's just say you transition to, um, uh, to Wi-Fi uh, right inside your home. And then it's the signal, it's a Wi-Fi signal that you're receiving. And by the way, we'll go into detail on this a little bit later, but Wi-Fi is not the internet. They're two completely different things, right? <laughs> you receive the internet through Wi-Fi, but Wi-Fi in and of itself without an internet connection is not internet. Um, but no, but, but the moment you, let's just say you have your older children, you know, Craig, who are consuming a lot of bandwidth, or maybe they're doing some, some, uh, some, um, uh, some, role-playing games, some, 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 uh, some games that just have a lot of upload and download. And so suddenly you, you brought a gig into your home, you distribute it with a Wi-Fi signal. You already have a, theor- a theoretical ceiling there um, and then steps down further. And there's only so much of that signal remaining to be allocated to your other two children and you and your wife, if you want to watch something else uh, independently. And so you know, that's where, again, back to Hal's answer it depends. It depends on how your home is configured. It depends on your content consumption. It mm. depends on, you know, how, how, how much uh, uh, consumption and bandwidth you require at any given point in time. So there are all these little bottlenecks that in order to have the best experience, quite frankly, bring a gig service into your home, uh, have your home hardwired, you know, with cat five V or cat six cabling that those are the only two today uh, that can accept you know, anything higher than a cat cat six can certainly accept a gig too, but a cat five caps off at a, at a hundred megs, but a cat five B uh, receives a gig. And that's the only way you're guaranteed at each of those endpoints uh, to, to get the highest and best signal there and a true gig signal inside your home. Yeah. So does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. Uh, I think you explained it really, really well um, to be very, very practical. Um, and, and I think I, I want to get into this. I'm, I'm glad you started talking about Wi-Fi a little bit, because I think it's a natural place for us to kind of land. Um, and, and one of those things is to realize that anytime you plug something in, it will be faster than if, it, than if it's wireless. It makes sense, but a lot of people don't necessarily understand that. So to kind of put um, practicality to that, um, I so I had is internet installed in my house um, as soon as it was available. I pre-ordered it in my neighborhood out in Montgomery, and uh, they got to my street and they installed it as soon as it was available. Um, but I was um, I was one of the things that that 
I had to kind of realize initially is that the way my house is configured, I have a very odd layout to my house. So it's a one story house It's 2,400 square feet, but it's got, it's got long hallways and then other hallways. And so there's like little, it's a long way from one place in my house to the other place in my house. And there's a lot of walls in between. And so I realized very quickly that the router that I had, which was really, it was a good router. It's a Netgear Nighthawk um, router, which is is statistically a pretty good router, depending on which version you have. Um, it wasn't reaching all of the spots in my house. So I did a lot, a lot of research. And whenever um, the Tacus installer walked into my house and saw the Eero mesh system, he was very happy that I had chosen that because I know it's a very good system. But on that system, I've got I've got your 500 up and down, uh, your 500 service, and which is half a gig. On my uh, you know, on any of my routers, on my beacons or my router itself, the best I can get is about 260 up and 260 down. Sometimes I can get up to about 290, but um, you know, I think a lot of people are not going to fully understand like, oh, I'm paying for 500. Why am I not getting 500? However, if you test that, uh, actually Eero, you know, they've got an, they've got an app and on the app, it tests the speed at the modem uh, a few times a day. And every time it's like 498, 499, it's, it's right near that 500 number. But then whenever it's broken down into from my router, to the wireless beacons and then to my phone or whatever device it is that I'm actually reading that number from, it's, you know, 60% of that. And it, it's going to exactly what you're saying. That's you're just not going to get the throughput that you would if that thing was hardwired from the modem. Well, well, first off, Kevin, I'm thrilled to hear that at the modem, you're actually getting 498, 499 symmetrical. Yeah. We, 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 we love hearing that the technology works and, and, and happy customers. So thanks for, thanks for passing along, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, think about it. If you had two daisy chains and they were at a certain distance from one another and you had, um, and, and all you had between one daisy chain on one side was the air, meaning you had a wireless signal between each modem or, or, or each Eero, you know, mesh uh, network uh, uh, system, and the other system had, um, you know, w- was fixed uh, and actually wired, hardwired there. At the end of that system, uh, be it a hundred feet away, uh, even without having uh, having rooms in the way or walls in the way, the speed at the last modem in that wireless daisy chain would be less than the speed in the modem that is hardwired. If that makes sense. No, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. And uh, so, you know, I, I would tell a lot of people, especially, especially those you know, we, we've had a couple of episodes on like home building, that kind of stuff. Like a lot, a lot of people are saying, ah, you don't need hardwire in your house anymore because everything's gone wireless. But I, my I, I'd, I'd like to hear your thought on that, because I've been telling people hardwire your house, like put the highest level of cable, you know, cat six, cat seven, whatever you can put in the highest you can put in. Because at the end of the day, the more things you can hardwire, the better your speeds are going to be forever. Absolutely. I, I, would, I would not recommend skipping the, the hardwiring inside the home, whether you use it today or in the future. Because at some point, you know, you'll probably want to put that in. You know, to, to, get, to add a little bit more to the to wireless side, um, 
two things I wanted to bring up was one, uh, you know, using uh, Carter's uh, analogy of, of having the, the devices daisy chain. Uh, I'll, I'll say it a little bit different way um, is if you have a is the one that's hardwired B is another beacon or repeater that sits in the middle and C is your device. Your device is connected to B and B is connected wirelessly back to A. The B device has to split its bandwidth or its throughput to talk back to A and C being your device. So every time you go from A to B to C, your throughput will be cut in half. And that's exactly why you're seeing uh, 250 or so on the wireless side, but you're seeing 500 running a test that's hardwired. Because yeah, it's, it's having to take half of its bandwidth to communicate back to the main router or the main hub that is hardwired. Yeah, so it's not that you're not getting that speed. It's that you're not testing it at the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. And, you know, that another thing I'll say is, we, we get the question often of, you know, like you, you, you know, you have a 500 meg service, but you're only seeing 250 on the wireless. Why do you need uh, 500? Um, and the answer to that is uh, if it was just you and your home, I would say you don't need it. Um, but if you have multiple people in your home, each one of them is getting that 250 meg speed mm-hmm. and every, each device connected is getting that 250 meg speed. So you have two devices that are sending and receiving traffic at that speed. Well, 250 and 250 is 500. So it's utilizing the full 500 meg bandwidth. And if you were to upgrade that to a thousand, well, even though everyone's still getting 250, your experience would, would be different. And it would, it would be faster because now you have more bandwidth that's been shared out amongst all these individual wireless devices that are connecting 250. Yeah, I think that's difficult. I think that's really difficult for a lot of people to understand because they're looking at their speedtest.net and they're just going, look, I'm not getting any higher speed or I'm still experiencing lag time here and there. And uh, I think there's a lot more to understand than we can possibly explain on here. But uh, one of the things that I would like to hear you talk about also is what makes one router different than the other? And and before we do that, I I think I'm... I'm realizing we're using terms that I'm not sure that everyone fully understands. So um, what's the difference between a router and a modem? Um, So I'm trying to think of an an easy way to describe that or explain that. Um, So a modem is when you connect your device to a modem, you are directly connected to the internet. You are, you are uh, on the public side of the internet. Think of it as uh, an analogy might be if, if the outside world is the internet and you're inside your home, uh, when you step outside, you're not protected by your home anymore. You're, you're exposed outside. This is a really bad analogy. I, can't <laughs> think of one that, that, I love it. Because, 
It's basically you're saying that it's completely. I'm just glad you're answering that now. (laughs) (laughs) He jumped on. He jumped on this grenade for you. (laughs) So many people. That's right. Thanks, Al. Yeah, exactly. He's a great. People don't understand this. It's. I think it's. It's a really good analogy. Is basically you're saying that a modem provides completely unfiltered internet. 100. percent It's the. It's the most toxic version of the internet. Right. Yeah. Do you need a job? Because you explained that a whole lot better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk after we're done. You never know. <laughs> but yes, you, you, you nailed it. Would it be would it be a a good analogy to say that a router instead uh, is instead of the modem where you have that direct connection that 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 direct connection to toxic internet there that that Kevin talked about that it's um, that, that a router instead is more like a repeater or amplifier. Not, not really. I mean, maybe repeater might be a, a little bit of an analogy, but, but a router you have a, if you look at a router and you look at the little plugs or ports in the back of a router, you have an internet port or WAN port. WAN stands for wide area network or the internet. Uh, and then you have LAN, which are usually like, four plus that are kind of grouped together. So LAN stands for local area network. What the router does is it it puts kind of a filter in between the inside or LAN, which is your inside of your home and the WAN or internet port. So you're, you're kind of hidden behind this filter sitting inside a router. So said another way, a modem, you're wide open on the internet. There is no protection whatsoever. Uh, you're exposed uh, to anybody and everybody on the internet. A router, on the other hand, gives you, depending on the router, will give you a layer of protection kind of hiding you behind uh, a filter, per se. And, and I hope that made sense for everybody. I um you know, that was a bit of a, a question I wasn't really prepared for. No, for, and, uh, <laughs> no well, and thanks for that, too. I think a lot of our customers, too, might have routers that have firewalls on them that actually end up slowing down the Internet connection even further. Back to that, you know, talking about that filtering there. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Yeah, a, a firewall is a really complex uh device um and and topic but think of it as a wall you know if you're you know if you're you're inside a a walled in uh castle uh or or you're outside well the firewall is kind of that wall protecting you inside uh on the inside um and you can allow certain people in and out of that wall but in doing that um, it, it does take some time to, to kind of check IDs, if you want to call it that, um, to allow those people in or out. Um, the devices that we install have the ability to be a modem or a router. Uh, we can, there, there's a setting that allows our customers to either be wide open, exposed to the internet, and the reason you would do that is if you had your own router and you wanted to control that access in and out, um, or we can set our device in routed mode 
which does have uh, a firewall on it. You, you are not exposed to the internet. Um, everything that you see, uh, or, or should I say people out on the internet can't see through our device if we have it set, it, set in routing mode. But, you know, if you have your own router, uh, it's recommended that, that it gets, uh, that, that we set ours in bridge mode by default when we do the initial installation. Um, and unless you ask, we always set our device in routed mode. But if you have your own router, um, and we don't set ours in bridge mode, we leave it in routed mode, it could cause some slowdowns uh, on, on your network. So uh, for those that are listening that, that do have their own router uh, that would like us to, to set our device in bridge mode because you may be having some intermittent issues, uh, you know, feel free to call our, our tech support and uh, have them change that. Yeah, it's real simple to do because I had to do that. Um, we we use a, a certain device at my house uh, to watch watch TV, and um, it was not getting the speed that it needed in order for us to do that, and um, I wound up calling and, and I'll, I'll just take a moment and talk about your customer service for just a moment. Cause I was, I was thrilled. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that you get with Tacus is when you call Tacus, someone answers the phone and it's the <laughs> same person every time. And she is fantastic. Right. I mean, th- that's a big she doesn't go to sleep. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, she's not. Appreciate she's the feedback. I mean, she yeah, she great. remembers me when I call. Maybe that means I call too much. Uh, but she remembered me, and <laughs> and uh, she immediately said, "I tell you what, we've been working on this for you." Um, and this was, I mean, like I said, we had just gotten to our neighborhood. And there are some things still to work out, but um, I got to speak to the infrastructure specialist on your end, which. I'm kind of like, oh, cool. Like, I, there's actually a person for me to talk to. And they were willing to talk to me. I didn't have to go through 19 channels and get hung up on four times and all of that just to get to the person I needed to. And he immediately said, hey, let me tell you what. We did not set you into bridge mode and you're using your Eero system. Let me put you in bridge mode and see if that makes a difference. Uh, he put it in bridge mode, restarted my system, and boom, within just a moment, everything worked. So what you're saying um, – is not just it's not just lip service. I mean, that's exactly what needs to happen. So, uh, you know, I would tell our listeners right now: if you think you're not getting the speed that you think you should be getting, and you're using your own router, call them and tell them to put it in bridge mode because it'll change everything for you. Yeah, and you know, uh, we're one thing I'll say to that is, you know, one question that might come up is, well, why did the technician that installed it do that for me initially? And, um, you know, the, the, the install techs are fantastic, uh, pulling cable and, and getting the initial router set up, but they're not tech support. Right. So, um, you know, they, they, um, they're there to get your internet working and, uh, meet the deadline or meet the, meet the start time for their next install. Um, and, uh. So yeah, if, if you uh, if you are experiencing any, you know, any any issues where you think you're not getting the speed that you should, by all means, that's that's you know why we have the folks that we do to take care of those issues. Hey everybody, this is Craig. Thank you for tuning in this week. We're so glad that you could join us. We wanted to keep the party going with the guys over at Tacus because we had lots and lots and lots of questions. So if you can tune in next week for the 
continuation of this interview. Uh, if you have not yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, the like button, all the buttons. Uh, until then, we'll see you next Tuesday.